Welcome back to another podcast here in the Rams Den uh, in our new series, which is uh, Two Men Talking. <laughs> Men Talk. No, the series is called, I keep forgetting the name I've come up with, which is really yeah. annoying. Men Talking About Things. Are they interesting? Let's find out. <laughs> That's the whole title. <laughs> I think yeah, I, I mean, it's growing on me. Yeah, well, it's growing as well. It gets longer every fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are going to talk about something interesting. I think something interesting today. Yeah. And uh, this, uh, I want to talk about the uh, Grand National. Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Very, I'm well, very interested in this in this topic. I've been following it closely since mm. um, yesterday. This happened yesterday. Pretty topical. This podcast mm. will drop literally ASAP. So this will this people will it'll probably be a couple of days after this. Yeah. But yeah, it, it went down, didn't it? And uh, well, um, do you want to start by actually saying what it is? Because I feel Grand like National. some people. Are, yeah, the Grand National is a just a, the UK's most famous horse race event. Mm. So animal, animals, not just, not, not all animals, horses are racing there and they, yeah, they're the most, the most elite of the horses, the most mm. athletically trained uh, horses that are, you know, forced into performing and pushing themselves to the absolute extreme limits of what an animal can do um, mm. against their will of, obviously they don't, they don't choose to do that. They're forced to do mm. that. And this is basically the. This is the epitome of of horse racing. It's like it's like the ultimate uh, event, and uh, it's been under scrutiny for a while. And this year, especially, it's been under scrutiny because the new new animal rights organization, or I don't know if you call them that, whatever, um, yeah. Animal Rising, previously Animal Rebellion, they uh, organized a big event, there, a big protest, got inside, delayed it caused a load of problems and they blocked mm. the motorway outside of it to stop everyone getting home <laughs> wow well, i bet that really upset some people yeah and uh yes yeah, so i want to talk about all that y you you know some of these guys right you're, you're yeah you're i mean i was actually uh keeping up with it somewhat i mean i don't know all the details i think you probably know more than me uh, about what yeah. happened yesterday and stuff but as it was happening through the day and they were posting on the social media and stuff i was like checking all the videos and photos to see how many people i recognized mm. and actually i th i think this actually just goes to show how much of like a revolving door like especially like animal rights activism is because i right. didn't i hardly recognized anyone i maybe saw one or two faces and there were quite a lot of people there well when i first was checking all the all the posts and stuff i was just like where is everyone <laughs> i thought there were supposed to be hundreds of people here on one of their pictures it was like 10 people and and i was i was quite i was worried i was thinking oh this is this I, i'm not worried but i was a bit disappointed because i thought this was yeah. going to be a huge deal and i was kind of um disappointed for them i am i was thinking oh, i bet they're pretty disappointed too and i wondered if it was because they they got hit in the media maybe people got scared of going because of all the media presence around it maybe they were worried about i don't know i don't know but then it, it did there was a turnout i mean i was speaking to somebody else who who knows people from there he wasn't there but he was telling me that he said there was like 100 people which i mean it's okay but considering the amount of of uh you know circulating kind of news stories around it you'd have hoped for a lot more wouldn't you yeah but i think with a hundred people even though it doesn't sound like because I, I don't actually know how many people attended the actual event but i'm sure right. i'm assuming it's many thousands yeah. yeah yeah it'll be a lot so compared to that it's not a lot of people mm. but i think with a hundred people like what are they what are they trying to do like they were trying to disrupt the actual event which you don't actually need a hundred people for. Like you can you can disrupt the actual yeah. event with less people, but they were also trying to get media attention. Yeah, and I feel like I was I was actually going to say I feel like in a photo a hundred people will be a decent amount to look like there's a lot of people there. But now that you've said that, given the photos you mm. saw, maybe it maybe it isn't. Probably isn't. But, it's not. It doesn't look very impressive. But yeah, you're right. A lot can get. I mean, I'm just, I'm just speaking as like at this point as like an objective. Mm. If you were an event planner. And you managed to get on national TV multiple mm. times, national radio multiple times. You'd expect more people to rock up, wouldn't you? So, mm. but I don't, I don't know the actual numbers. But I, what they actually did, though, and you're right, they they they, they still were able to succeed even the, the, despite that. They so they went down there. They stood outside for a bit, protested outside. Some of them jumped the gate, 
and some of them got mm. caught immediately. Some of them actually got in and got onto the uh, racetrack and delayed the whole event for like an hour, which is, you know, it's better than not delaying it. Uh, so that was, a, a, I guess, a, a small success. Then mm. they blocked the M25. I think it was M25. I don't know. They blocked a major motorway yeah, after that, which again, propelled them into the media once again. So they had multiple points of being in the news. Um, so I think from their eyes, it was a success. And from my eyes, I think it was a success too. I saw I saw somebody on Twitter, a tweet's gone semi-viral. This guy saying, I was really annoyed about these protesters. But then I saw some of the videos they were posting from mm. the Grand National that the BBC didn't put on TV. Yeah. Uh, horses uh, falling and then getting killed right there on the, on because the, they kill them behind the, the shield, the shield, right? Yeah. They can't move, they need to move them quick or whatever. And then he said, Actually, I realized I was wrong, and now I, mm. you know, I want to do something about this. So, you know, that's one guy, obviously, but I bet I bet there are many people out there who were annoyed by them, and then realized, wait a minute, look look at the stuff that's going mm. on here. It 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 brought up a new, uh, makes them see it in a different light. So, I think I think they succeeded. Yeah, and it's I I see it as a, a bit of a low hanging fruit, just right. that that's like, like fighting be- or. Or yeah, exactly. Or yeah, because it's hunting. like yeah, it, like oh, out of all the forms of the ways that animals are used and abused and stuff, right. horse racing obviously it's not that many animals in the grand scheme of things, mm. and um, like you know a lot of them are treated horribly, but it's not like they're on a factory farm, for example. Right. But it does seem like e- even though it's not like the number one issue that we need you know all this sort of stuff mm. it's still an important issue and it does seem like it's it's like something to do with dogs it's just like low-hanging fruit right because people like horses they think they're beautiful they animals exactly yeah. people sort of admire them in that way yeah people don't admire pigs for example or fish mm-hmm. like people find it very i think people actually just think fish are kind of weird they think yeah, pigs well, are dirty <laughs> they are fucking weird yeah. fish are weird and pigs are dirty but not Pigs are only dirty for one or two reasons, right? One reason is they have no choice because they're in a factory farm. Yeah. Second reason pigs are dirty is for sunblock. They are yeah. in mud because their skin is like our skin. Uh, it gets Which sunburned. is smart. Yeah, it's smart, yeah. exactly. And and it's not necessarily dirty. Like mud isn't, mud is mud. Like it doesn't have to be smelly mud. Mm. Mud doesn't really, it just smells like earth most of the time. Unless it's, if it's combined with shit, then okay, yeah. You could say that's, that's pretty disgusting, but if you're just covered in mud, it's not it's not a disgusting thing, is it? Mm. I don't think anyway. But pigs are often covered in mud and shit because they have no choice; they can't get out of it because of farming. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I th- I think what they're kind of doing is like it it's it's an industry where it does still have some support in the mm. public. You know, people betting on it and stuff. In yeah. fact, I was on the train yesterday, and there were these Placing two a few bets on your phone. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh mine mine got put down and I was like, fuck, that's all my money gone. Oh my um God. No, that's a joke, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah. No one no one will me. It's just a dark <laughs> joke, man. Jeez. Um and uh no, these two lads sat down and they were like I don't know, they I thought they looked like 14 or something, but yeah. maybe they were just like baby faced or something. Um and I yeah, heard levels them of testosterone sort of, are dropping every year, bro. Exactly. They were just, they were clear yeah. betas. Clearly, and, clearly vegans. Um, Soy yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And what were they doing? Um, I looked over and uh, and one of them was picking up their soy uh, latte. <laughs> <laughs> no, as I, as I got off the train, I sort of you know how your eye just catches things, and I saw that they were watching the race on their phone. Right. And right. and then what I heard them talking about before then made sense because I heard them referring to things like my horse and stuff like that. Right. So right. it yeah, this thing it does still have like public support a bit mm. like, but Greyhound racing I think less. I think Greyhound races ha- has like a a worse view. Yeah, for sure. Know. Most people are um, are done with that. Yeah, but uh, it still has public support. But I think a lot of people once these videos circulate, like mm-hmm. you were saying, mm-hmm. um, and uh, there was a guy Alex Lockwood. There was mm-hmm. a video going around that he he's one of like the you know faces or whatever of animal rising and right. he did an interview on talk sport and talk yeah. sport is part of talk radio one yeah. of the big you know radio shows in in the uk and he did a really good interview on there talking about um one the industry itself but also how there's a pipeline between the racing industry and just slaughtering horses and right. i don't know where they go i mean 
uh, maybe they go into like dog food or something or people eat horses everywhere just yeah. not, just not or, being, or, well they were yeah, or maybe they go to tesco's yeah um, yeah well yeah it's true people <laughs> were eating horses in the uk um, yeah. unknowingly for a while and other countries other other countries across the eu eat horses it's not even uh, a stigma there's no stigma with it or anything like that it's just in the uk there seems to be a stigma but mm. then when a lot of people found out there was horse meat that was being in in burgers and stuff yeah some people were enraged but a lot of people were like you know whatever you know so i don't know so it's i don't know if there's like a it's it surprises people that there are that horses are slaughtered in the uk for meat um i don't get why it surprises them just because they like them because you like because they like horses more i'm surprised they're killed i I don't it's such a weird people and people can be really weird with this kind of stuff Mm. yeah yeah and if they have a problem with that well that's you know okay good why why not have a problem with everything else then like horses and cows are really not that different really mm. <laughs> like not not really if you stood them side by side yeah okay they look a bit different but i mean they're not different enough that you know okay horses though i love horses but cows can die it's, it's a bit strange yeah i mean i don't know i i, I, li- I like to see a cow and a horse race i yeah, think I mean- I think the cat, the cow would get absolutely annihilated. But they were fighting head to head. The cow wins every day. Horses can only only attack from the back. See, cows can cows. Do you think how would a cow even attack? Headbutt, man. They break the ribs. The horse has to kick. Oh, okay. If they have horns, okay, a cow. No, 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 would, no, okay, horns. Cow. no horns. Just really? straight up blunt force trauma. Just bone in the ribs. The horse is done. That cow needs to just land. <laughs> Thing is, the horse has to turn around to kick, so they can't see where yeah. they're kicking. Right, the cow can just zone in on the horses. Like if the yeah. horse goes head to head with the cow, the cow wins. Like you know, beat the, the, the horse would get knocked yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I think I think any animal that has that is built for ramming, I think he's going to win with with any other animal that isn't built for ramming because they'll just they'll be able to do that. You know, other yeah. other um, herbivores. Sorry, not obviously not carnivores. <laughs> yeah, carnivores, hands down. I mean, they've been evolving for this shit for like but four billion years. Not always though. Like wildebeest are. I think I read this. Like the one of the biggest uh, killers of um, like big cats is a wildebeest. Cause, well, because of their horns, because they have some nasty looking weapons. Yeah, part of probably that, but also partially because they're so big, so strong, and they they headbutt. And they fuck yeah. them up, you know. So, so yeah, herbivores have some. If they've got the head put down, they've probably got more of a chance of winning fights against other herbivores, and even potentially carnivores if they land a, a strong head butt. Yeah. yeah, I think like most. I, don't, I I'm no expert on this, but I think most, and it would depend on the species as yeah. well. But most carnivores, I think most of their hunts fail. They do. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't know what that's a factor of. Maybe like they just get outrun because a lot of herbivores yeah. are just like super fast. You know, they've just got really quick reflexes because they need yeah. them. I mean, you're slow as a gazelle, fucked. Yeah, yeah. If they're sick or old, they they're done. Yeah, and that's that's usually the ones they get. Um, that's that's how it goes for those guys because they're easier to pick off. But um, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I I back back to the Grand National. So, uh, you know, back to the horses. Uh, yeah. I saw some people. They were, uh, they, 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 some of the pundits were, were trying to make out that Animal Rising were doing this for themselves, that the, uh, that the activists don't care. They, they tried to firstly say, check this out, there's a trainer of one of the horses. She said, if they wanted to help animals, they wouldn't do this because doing this is hurting the horses. No idea what she's talking about. Maybe what by by delaying the race, the horses yeah. get frustrated. Yeah, as if they haven't been frustrated for the I don't know ten years. You've been yeah. whipping them and stuff and and making them do shit. Yeah, sure. It's this 10, 20 minutes or an hour that's that's gonna do it. That's gonna yeah. harm them the most. Yeah, sure. And then this trainer went on to say, um, "Oh, and they're not even doing it for horses. They're doing it for themselves." It's quite funny. It, in what way? Like an ego way? Know. Like just trying to get on the news? I don't know, man. I suppose maybe the, they they, they I mean, maybe she's trying to pick up on the ob- off, off the work off the observation that people want to be special, and a lot of people do things because they want to be special. Like you know, they. I'm mm. not gonna. I was gonna go down a controversial route there, but there's lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't oh, know shit. if we want to do that today. But yeah. there's lots no, of I things. know where you were going, but we can scoot over. <laughs> there's that. just lots of reasons and lots of things that people do. Like for example, yeah. there are real issues and real things happening in the world that people experience or do or like like activism or self-identity mm. stuff like that's real 
And then there's mm. another group of people that ride off of the real shit to make themselves feel special, to try and be part mm. of those real groups. Yep. For example, animal rights activists. Yeah, I'm an activist, uh, or, or at least I do activism. So do you. Why? Because we care about animals, because we think animals are important and we see what happens to them and we and we, we have empathy, but also there's a sense of justice. It's, it, even if you didn't have necessarily mm. some kind of loving empathy, there's also the sense of just this is like cold, yeah, hard wrong. injustice. Yeah, it's just wrong. Yeah. And I want to stand against things that are wrong. And so that's that's the reason I do what I do. You do what you do. Lots of people do what they do. Unfortunately, there are also a lot of people in this world, animal rights world, also with all the others too, BLMs and the women women's rights, uh, whatever. Pick, pick your cause. There are also other people in those causes who join those causes to feel like worthy and special and mm. uh, to feel like give their life some purpose. And mm. to be honest, this, it's not a, to give your life purpose, to do this, to give your life purpose, not a, not a bad reason to do it as long as you actually st definitely, you know, give a shit about yeah, what you're talking about. But to do this, to feel special, that is a problem to do this mm. because, Oh, I want to be, I want people to notice me. I want attention. I want to be special. And unfortunately, yeah, there are, there are people who do that. So they would, but they were trying to claim that, Oh, this is the only reason these people are doing it today. Now, I can't mm. tell you that all the people there weren't doing it for that. Re like, like, like I can't, I've got no evidence to prove that, that, she, that this person's wrong but mm. she's got no evidence to prove that she's right either so we mm. have to i don't we should give we should give people positive intention though should be like oh you know you shouldn't assume they're there for the wrong reasons uh mm. and also to you know maybe the people outside you could argue that for oh, yeah they just want attention whatever the ones who stayed outside and marched okay whatever who gives a shit but the ones who got arrested and risked their freedom uh, by jumping over the fence and breaking the law you think what you think they're doing it to feel to, to feel special like what they're they're risking jobs they're risking mm. livelihoods they're risking, really you think you think that's the reason so and i, I personally don't think that like i think 99 i i believe 99 of them were there for the right reasons because i i you know i'm gonna go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt right um if you if people don't want to give them the benefit of the doubt that's your call uh but what a weird observation though what a weird thing to go for is that that's your yeah. comeback you know yeah I, and I, I i get what you mean as well like some people do like i've you know i've i've been i've sort of cooled off a bit now but i was doing activism pretty like solidly for um yeah a few years and i i did notice there were a few people where you kind of just look at the way you behave and you think are you re like are you the center of this are you really doing this for like the right reasons so right. i do i do get what you mean but i think that's probably fairly i don't know if you if you look at like at least the west anyway i can only really speak for the west or maybe the uk specifically like it doesn't seem as easy to find meaning in society generally right mm. so i even though it does kind of it does annoy me when i'm when i see these sorts of people yeah because it's like this is not about you man like yeah but i i kind of i kind of empathize because i do i do realize that there's like it, it, it is a bit harder to find sort of because our whole society is based around like going through the education system then getting a career and then mm. you have like this sort of predestined cultural map of how mm. your life is going to go yeah and we just didn't evolve to fit into that sort of um cookie cutter like how mm. your life is going to go like we evolved to be part of like a small knit community where you have relationships and stuff like that and you know what with the i think there are loads of things that are just a symptom of this like dating apps and mm -hmm. like stuff like that just the fact that we have to rely on technology now for so much of our mm. things and yeah, I there's, don't know, yeah there's there's the there's also the complete um failure of religion to fill that gap anymore people more and more yeah. people turn away from it and it's no surprise that people are turning away from religion. I mean, they're being told, do this or you've got eternal hell. Uh, mm. and, and then the people who are telling you to do this are pedos. So, I mean, you know, you've mm. got you, <laughs> nonces. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even the Dalai Lama. <laughs> the Dalai Lama has just been busted oh, Jesus, for, for, yeah. for kissing some, some nine-year-old on the mouth and then telling him to suck his tongue. You know, like literally, like, and I'm going to say it one more time in case people didn't catch that. 
that people at the top of these re- big religions are nonces mm. and they're telling yeah. you your if you sing you go to hell and you know, more and more people are turning away from it so but but the well, my point with that is, is yeah they're turning to other things because they we need to we need to people need to have something to fill that gap in to give them some kind of purpose or reason for being around unfortunately mm. with our evolution one of the things we've been burdened with is this feeling of i need to make my life worthy of something no other animal has it but we mm. are blessed with it so we go around trying to find meaning and yeah a lot of people turn to animal rights uh, to give them some kind of meaning and i don't again i don't think that's even a problem i think making your life's meaning fighting for those weaker than you is a good thing i just worry about those that turn to it because they get they want to feel special or uh, they want to feel better than others and they mm. want to use that because yeah i've met i've met vegans who who definitely do that and they're a minority but there are there are some people who mm. you look at them and you're like god i hope you don't talk to too many people about veganism fucking <laughs> hell uh, until you get over yourself a bit at least and yeah. anyway but to the point of this this trainer um see she she this 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 trainer doesn't know what we know like we know that the majority of people are hardworking majority of activists are hardworking activists who care about animals and they're fighting for animals and that there's a small minority of people you'll come across who have like any movement like i said like any movement like any group there are some people that come in and they've got some ego shit going on this yeah, i mean one, look at cancel culture that's yeah. basically driven by this sort of person but this trainer doesn't know any of this stuff she's just saying it as a total knee-jerk reaction to the protesters the counter arguments to, to all of this have you seen the kind of okay that that's her counter argument as a horse trainer just huh, they're doing it for themselves okay great Is that, that's all you've got tell us tell uh, argue with them are they wrong are yeah. horses being killed do you whip them and abuse them and force them uh to work to like an extreme level to the point where they where they get injured and, and die on like a semi-regular basis is this true or false if it's false mm. then argue against them don't just talk about well their intentions though who gives a shit at this point you know even though she it, it, she might be have some some grain of truth to what she's saying like i said in mm. a minority of, of you know in, in a small way but okay argue against their main points though regardless of the reason mm. they're there their points stand so what is it then right there's no argument i'm just on a call yeah, I get you what you mean. That what? wasn't muted. You just shouted that down the microphone. Oh, fuck sake. <laughs> <laughs> mom! Damn it, mom! I'm busy. It wasn't even. Anyway, fuck's sake. Um, oh, mate. Yeah, I know. But what what I did, so I was just watching Animal, animal I, I, to be honest, I find the name Animal Rising kind of cringy, but... Why? Um, I don't know. Like, I didn't find Animal Rebellion cringy. Maybe it was just because I was used to it. But Animal Rising... I don't find that cringy I, at all. What's cringy about it? I don't know. I don't have, I don't have like, an argument. I just... When I first heard it, I was like... Mm. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a big thing. Anyway, that's, like, a side thing. But I, I mean, was watching their... I mean, I, I kind of want to get into it, though. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Why? But I don't think there's much know. to get into. Well, there is, because I want to, like, des- describe the feeling you hear, you feel when you hear Animal Rising. You have a, you don't... What is it? You well, it's like, just... It's a yeah. bit like... So, um, a while ago, I was at uh, a... I think it was uh, like a non-violent communication workshop or something. And I think it was that anyway. And we were talking about something called radical honesty. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. And I, (laughs) yeah. And, and we were, and we were sort of like, we were sat in a circle and and there was a guy who was, you know, leading it. A super nice guy. I really like the guy. I, I was friends with him. I haven't seen him in a while, but um, nothing against the guy. He had just learned the material and he was just conveying it to sure. us, right? Yeah. And he talks about this thing called radical honesty yeah. and he sort of describes it a bit. And I was a bit confused. So I, I, you know, I like raised my hand and I was like, how does radical honesty differ from just honesty? Just, ba- like just being honest. And he kind of paused for a minute and kind of laughed and said it just sounds cool man <laughs> and okay. and 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 that i was just like 
Oh, well, that it, it's that sort of thing. It's just like people using... What is the difference? Does honest, it even exist? What is radical honesty? Yeah, I know exactly the difference. It's basically, it's another way of saying brutal honesty. Because honesty is usually wrapped in a nice little bow. And you're honest, but you also want to soften the blow on somebody. Radical honesty is where you give it to them as you think it. It's like you're not dressing it up. You're not playing around. You're not sugarcoating. You just tell them exactly what you think. That's radical honesty. Like, because you know, most of us sugarcoat honesty, don't we? Like, for example, if I didn't like, yeah, your, okay, I, I get what like, you mean. If yeah. I didn't like your haircut, right? And you asked me, what do you think of your haircut? I'd say, um, I preferred it before, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, I mean, you do you. That's me being honest, but soft. Mm. Now you ask me again, do you like my haircut? No, it's shit. It's you shit. shouldn't have had it cut that way. <laughs> don't have it cut that way again. I do not think it looks good. One of those is obviously r- quite radical. One of those is more socially acceptable okay it? so why do why do you think it's a crock of shit then because it seems to me like oh because you're pretty radically honest often. no 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 no. so like the, the, what i think is a crock of shit is the spiritual shit around it so i've heard oh, in the spiritual okay. sense like yeah, radical yeah. honesty yeah it helps us connect and da, da, da. And it's like no 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 i don't think so i think there are there are mo- there, there are things in place in our communities that allow us to be cohesive and work together and one of them is not being radically honest it's being honest but but in a way that if you want to convince somebody to change or be better or whatever uh, on a one-on-one basis then you can't be radically honest because you're just gonna fall you're gonna get stuck in the weeds of offense uh whereas i I feel like if you're talking to a group you could probably be radically honest because then the 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 offense is shared right if you offend 50 people then it's none of them's going to take it not anywhere near as badly as when you offend one individual person and you've said it to their face. So I, well, I t- tell that tell that to the the witches in Salem. Why? What? 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 what t- explain. You that. don't know don't the Salem it. witch trials? Yeah, of course, but I don't get how. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm just saying. You know, it's like these people were offended by these women being alternative. They burned them uh, at the stake. Right. But if it was one person, I doubt that one person would have gone round, I mean, they rounded up these women. They weren't offended. They thought they were they were cursing them and shit. They they were they were crazy. They thought they were Satan or whatever. Satan fucking devil worshippers, man. It's not the same thing. Okay. All right, all right, <laughs> what the hell, man? I feel like I feel like, <laughs> like it too. is. I feel like that is a form it's of offense, not. right? Yeah, You're but... offended by their no. um Dude, their not... heresy. They think they're going to be like dragged down to hell. They're, they're afraid oh, okay. of their lives, man. <laughs> they feel like they're going to be cursed by these. Yeah. Oh, okay, I they get what just, you mean. I they get were what you complete mean. idiots. Like, they 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 thought, you know, God. They they thought they were like yeah defending themselves they, 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 against real threat. They weren't just offended. Yeah, I mean, at least I don't think so. It's it's kind of it's kind of interesting though. I was because um, I've been listening to the uh, Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling. I've actually finished it now. The Witch Trials oh. of J.K. Rowling, which I yeah. mentioned to you about, which right. is um, for anyone who doesn't know about it, it's uh, it's this new podcast. Actually, I don't know how new it is, but I think it's a relatively new podcast series this year anyway. Right. Um, which is I think it's a seven part series. They're about an hour long each, and they go into the they go into a bit of the backstory about J.K. Rowling and like how, you know her life before Harry Potter and then how she wrote Harry Potter and stuff. Mm. But it it all centers around her con- her uh, like interactions and frictions and controversies with uh, the uh, trans activist movement, however you want to put it, which is separate from actual transgender people. Mm-hmm. And it was it was in the, TRA, the series it's it? that's what they're called isn't it yeah TRA yeah yeah and trans tra- well, trans rights activists is the one yeah and the series itself is is interesting um so i recommend people listen to it if they if they're interested in this sort of thing mm. but I, particularly also interesting that um i wasn't aware of this but this is actually the second time she's been in a controversy okay but the first time it was from conservatives which is interesting because you know how we've spoken about before how when we were growing up, even though they were at slightly different times, mm. it was the conservative right who were the sort of cultural, um, not cultural enforcers, but the people who would cancel people, if you get what I mean. They right. were the ones who would get offended by stuff and push for conformity and stuff. Right. And now you see that on the left. But it was interesting that 
when the Harry Potter books started to come out, it was flipped. It was the conservatives. Mm. And there was a massive campaign against her books because conservative Christians, at least in, in America, I'm sure there were oh. other mo- They thought that they, she was teaching witchcraft to kids. Yeah, I remember this, actually. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That. like mental. And she was saying that her books were her books were banned in certain places in america yeah, it, obviously yeah, yeah. <laughs> like mental crazy stuff oh, and so man, that was man. really interesting she was talking about all of that in the in the second episode right and she was saying Wait, who she that, AK was herself or the person who made the podcast yeah, no, uh well both oh, so okay. the, I didn't know that. yeah so it was really interesting the woman who made the podcast megan i forget her second name mm. she actually grew up in the oh bloody hell what are they called uh, re- really really hardcore christian um uh group mm. in america who like they you know um god hates fags signs and stuff yeah. what are they called uh, the uh do you remember that church yeah yeah that's it that's yeah. it she grew up in that um that church right and she she like she held these signs she went to wow. these protests and stuff she was like kid, deep yeah. in it as a kid and, and growing up i think into her 20s and stuff yeah and then she became de-radicalized she does explain her story a bit but i actually forget how she became de-radicalized right um but i i think it was just through a process of having conversations with people and stuff wow. and then really oh my god those bigots who had those conversations with her instead <laughs> of just ignoring her and canceling her yeah like, i know exactly yeah. who knew it's so ironic who would have thought that by chatting to someone who is you know in a cult polarized yeah would potentially make them see your side no 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 yeah. no, no 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 that's crazy cancel them cancel them yeah she doesn't exist daryl davis doesn't exist <laughs> none of these people exist they didn't do what they did no no but um her going through that experience she's now like very anti the modern cancel culture stuff because she realizes yeah. that it just doesn't work yeah pushes you know? people just further into the exactly yeah yeah exactly so she you know, she's in that sort of sphere, but she's also very interested in this dynamic, this behavior. But she's so she's interested in that sort of de radicalization aspect, but she's all and cancellations and stuff. Mm-hmm. But she's also interested in the actual people being canceled and stuff. Yeah. Because she she knows that she used to hold beliefs that she now think she now thinks are abhorrent, right? She doesn't agree with them at all. Yeah. And she she thinks she caused a lot of harm when she was in the Westboro Baptist Church. Um, and so she wants to give people a fair hearing now. And so Mm. she hosted this series kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So she hosted this series, uh, on JK Rowling and wrote her a letter Mm. saying, look, I'm going to do this series and it would be really good to, to interview you for it. If, if, and, and, um, JK Rowling, um, you know, explains in one of the episodes that mm. she found her letter so compelling good faith interesting as well because she mm. explained that she came from the westboro baptist church and stuff yeah, yeah. that she agreed to do it because right. she said she gets she, obviously she's jk rowling she gets so many invitations to do interviews and yeah. all this whatever and be hey, involved in xyz yeah death threats as well yeah um and which i mean which actually she does like we kind of yeah. we were kind of laughing a bit then but she does get death threats from people yeah um and she's and she's had those from the conservative right and from the sort of woke left or however you want to put them right and yeah so it's super interesting it's interesting who the host is it's interesting hearing jk rowling's side as well but it's i felt it was a fairly balanced i wouldn't say it was completely 50 50 but it was a fairly balanced series Mm. she gets trans activists on she gets um trans commentators on she gets people who are fans of jk rowling's Mm -hmm. books and happen to be trans as well interviews all of them so it's pretty well-rounded it's really interesting she gets people who really dislike jk rowling stuff she gets people who are sort of understand where she's coming from but think she's being a bit harsh and she gets people on that are you know what's the name of this, this thing the with the the, uh, the 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 trialings of jk rowling and the re the reason i'm bringing this up is because i we were talking about salem um and she was saying that she um 
called it the witch trials of JK Rowling because she thinks that what happened to JK Rowling is reminiscent of what happened to the witches in Salem. Right. Because there was this, yeah, witch hunt based on this misunderstanding. Yeah. Because through interviewing JK Rowling, someone can disagree with, you know, the things that JK Rowling is saying, but the misunderstanding is that she was hateful. Right. And I mean, I listened to this podcast series. I didn't actually know much about the the controversies before, but I listened to this podcast series. You hear people on both sides. You go and watch some other videos and stuff. And it does seem like a misunderstanding. Like she doesn't seem to have any hate for people at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really interesting. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd recommend anyone to go and listen. So to I guess that the real question that everybody's wondering now is: Is Lawrence going to burn himself at the stake? Are you going to tie? <laughs> are you going to tie your own knot and your own rope and hang yourself in it right now and say that you're pro J.K. Rowling? I, w- I wouldn't say I'm either pro or anti. I think she has valid points. I can understand why other people were maybe upset with her because she was very idolized. Like I think I was born a bit too late. Hold up a minute. To, Hold up a minute. What? I'm not having this. Right. How long is this podcast series? Seven episodes. They were between 45 to an hour. Each, and you've so. done all of them. I've listened to all of them. Yeah. You're telling me after seven hours of listening to a podcast specifically about one topic and one person, you're going to yeah. go down the middle ground and say, I'm not going pro or anti. You've got to, you've got to take a side, dude, don't be a bitch. Take a side okay, right if, now and, and don't be okay, one of these people that sees both sides on something. Okay. Like, I'll take a you side. I'll a, take a side. Take a side after seven hours. Okay. Bro. Come on. Okay, so first of all, I think it's perfectly fine to be down the middle on it's something. It's not. not but no, if I'm going to take a side, there is a clear right and wrong to this. Either either she's wrong or she's right. That that's it, right? I, you know, like I, no. Okay, I'll take a side. All right. I think I I if I was going to take a side, I would take her side. Okay. Right. Okay. But I think both sides make valid points, and I and I but I also. Mm, I don't know about valid points, but I think sometimes people talk past each other because one of the, and I don't know if you want to like get into this like now, but one of the key um, controversies was um, her wanting to protect specifically like female spaces where women can be vulnerable so right. you know uh are they called crisis centers yeah I like think? yeah where we're like and stuff women who've been beaten and, and abused yeah. mentally or physically they go and escape to these places yeah Ex- exactly i think they go by different names in different countries but i'm pretty yeah. sure in this country we call them crisis centers and stuff and sh- so sh- uh, jk uh, or joe as they call her in in the series is making she she originally made the point in a tweet which is i think where you first go wrong if you yeah. want to enter a nuanced and make a nuanced point on a conversation yeah don't do it in a tweet That's she did yeah. later yeah she did later go on and 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 fully flesh out her views and stuff in although, an article although just as an fy today today's tweet twitter if you've got twitter blue you've paid for it or you've got the blue check then you you can make tweet tweet points now because you can write a fucking essay but yeah, back when she was tweeting, the mm. limit, the character limit was like 30 letters. So you probably shouldn't tweet about something yeah. so charged and nuanced uh, when you can't even, you know, you could do a thread, I suppose, but yeah, yeah it's, it's risky. Which I don't think she did. Yeah. You're not going to get, you're not going to get the full message across. And that's uh, something that I, I know I've been criticized for before as well, you yeah. know, but yeah, sometimes it's, um, I don't know, sometimes you do it on purpose as well. Sometimes it's like, yeah, I'm just going to give you a snapshot of this this t- this thing I'm talking about. But with her uh, and that topic, maybe it's not suitable. I don't know. Yeah, so she, the, 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 the main point that I think she was trying to say is, um, I think female-only spaces, especially when they are defined by vulnerability, mm. um, uh is those are things worth protecting Mm. um and she thinks that uh allowing biological males who um Mm. uh identify as uh uh, a woman Mm -hmm. uh allowing uh allowing them to enter those spaces will put women at risk now i think a lot of people heard what she said and interpreted it as those specific like trans people Mm. are 
out to get people or they are dangerous in some way or they're perverts or something like that. Right. <clears throat> I don't think that was the point she was making. Now, strike me down if I'm wrong. Maybe I am wrong. But after listening to her for seven hours, I don't think she was making that point. I think what she was saying was um, these people, the, those specific people are not necessarily dangerous. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, there will be some uh, trans women who are dangerous, just like there are some all people who are dangerous, yeah. right? So yeah. that's not exclusive to any particular group. The point she was making, though, is 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 not about the danger of those specific people. It's that if you allow them in, you allow any man in, right? Right, or yeah. any male. And so that that's the point: is that there is just a class of man out there who wants to get something from women, mm. and he doesn't care about how women feel about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or he or he wants to take some aggression out on them or something. Yeah, and those those men um, are able if they're able to access those spaces, yeah. they will use that back door to do it. Right? Well, yeah, and and th- that that's the issue I think she was having is is mm. not necessarily maybe she would also have an issue with allowing like male bodied people or however you want to put it mm-hmm. people who um, are of the male form, but genuinely identify as women and they, right. and they, you know, it's, they're not bullshitting or anything like that. Yeah. The thing is, man, it's, 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 I mean, we're not going to go too deep into this. Um, I don't think, but it isn't, it isn't a black and white topic because for example, yeah. take somebody like book angel, uh, who exactly, is a trans yeah. man who still has a vagina. Um, so can he use those spaces? I mean, dude's got a beard. It would be weird. Yeah, exactly. It'd be weird, right? Right. So, so, so exactly how, how, you know, that there's someone somewhere needs to, needs to just get this down on paper, like as to what the rules are around these spaces and like, <laughs> how, how exactly is it going to, cause you know, imagine those women who are in there who have been abused and this is the, this is the only place they can go where they feel safe. And somebody who looks like Buck Angel, who has mm. also been abused, tries to come in. That woman who was in there is going to see this. Um, female who has transitioned to a to a man, like a trans man, mm. and they're going to be like, "Oh my god!" They're going to be terrified of this person. Mm. Um, exactly. But then, but then, you know, so so that so what is the, what is the rule exactly? So no no trans men or trans women are allowed here, um, even though one of these is a biological female. So technically, mm. if this is a space for biological females, then the trans he should be man should be allowed in. in. So then it's like, oh man, I don't even. Yeah, I'm just exactly. I, I, honestly. I, I've got like a. I think we agreed for our podcasts here to try to talk about stuff we've got skin in the game on. And I'm just, yeah. honestly, I, I, anyone out there who is in, who is trans or or has trans family, or I really feel for you because this is. I'm I'm I feel so privileged that I not, don't have skin in this game because I would really hate to to be living in a world that's so confused like this right now. And mm. for those people who have to navigate all of this and get into all these debates and see all these people talking about them, it must be really shit. You know what I mean? And tiring just, as well. You yeah. just want to be like, you just want to go on with your you life. You just want to okay? be you. Just, just do your shit, and then, and but the problem is the world's not built for these people. You know, mm. it's built for, it's built in a way where it's like there are spaces that are, have rules and stuff, and and the rules are kind of confusing because, like I said, if it's okay, only biological females here. That's that's it's not going to work because then there's going to yeah. be a biological female who doesn't Archangel, look like a yeah. biological female anymore. That's going to upset all the people in there you know so it's i don't know dude it's it's i don't know the answers to this and um I've, yeah I'm, and i'm not even even if i knew the answers i guess I, I don't i don't even know what i'd do with it you know it's not for yeah no, i get what you mean that i can't have any real kind of you know i can't change anything with we can't change anything by discussing this you know even if we had the answers yeah yeah <laughs> and it, it it's also just sad as in like um like trans people as well, like they have like a legitimate issue, right? Which is causing frustration in their life, and you know, for a lot of them, frustration is putting it lightly. Um, but at the same time, when they've got to deal with their own shit, they're being treated as a political football, <laughs> right. you know. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so I suppose like when I you totally say, get it. It's like psychological distress. They'll be going through a lot of psychological distress yeah. just from the just from being this way without the world. They're just just sitting at home. They're most likely experiencing some kind of distress, you know, going through mm. all this, all these changes and stuff, and then they go out into the world, and then it's even, you know, this. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 tricky, but mm. um, I guess uh, yeah. And this is where like jet people, I guess a lot of people might criticize. I don't. I've not watched this podcast, but um, but it's interesting well, that yeah, you that you yeah. um, 
you, you you're more i don't know i guess before you didn't really know but now you, you you're more kind of i guess you understand the situation more and you you take her side on it um that she's not doing yeah but i really mean wrong. this is why i was hesitant for you to fucking pigeonhole me into one side because well, it's just, like listen i just feel like okay okay fine i'll i'll hang myself with you let me have a think about something like what did i i do something like this um well no you don't have to i mean i can do it if you'd like you don't have to no but i wouldn't like i don't i don't need you to like um you don't need to like publicly hang yourself to back me up like okay okay you've pushed me off the edge of the cliff there's no point you fucking jumping (laughs) on look i was just i I rewatched the video i did the other day with arvind and i was just i was laughing with him in the the interview arvind animal activist about how these days, people are such pussies. They won't take. Uh, they, they act like politicians on a lot of stuff. Like they'll they'll speak publicly on something, but they'll do it in a really pathetic way. And in my opinion, yeah. if you're not ready to um, get into something and and support, like uh, you don't have to be like polarized. But if you're not ready to, to to give your full kind of, oh, this is what I think on this. Here's my full take, and you know I'm supportive. Or, or even, even it can be 51%, 49%. But taking the pure 50-50 route on stuff, I feel like it's kind of like, um, I don't know. Man, I don't it, know. I feel like it's been it's, overly political. Um, and I've yeah, done it, by the way. I've done it. And I, and I regret doing it in the past on stuff. I regret being 50-50 on stuff. I feel like we should, you know, especially if you've, put, if you've not really put the time and effort in, you probably shouldn't. I know if you've not put the time and effort into researching it, then I suppose loosely chatting about it in a podcast yeah whatever right mm. um okay fine then if you want to take a 50 50 fine uh if you're not really sure i suppose it's reasonable but if you've really really dug deep seven hours deep into something then you should really have a take that's like one way or the other at least like a couple of percent you know what i mean at least yeah i get i get what you mean and it, it i i've heard a term which kind of fits it is like managed speech you know, it, okay. like you hear it from politicians all the time. Like they constantly oh, yeah. manage their speech. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, um, which to be honest, I find really annoying. But I don't feel I mean, the opposite of that is not. I don't. I don't. But I want to reiterate: polarization is not where I'm going with this. It's not like hmm. I am. Yeah, I am pro JK. I'm totally behind JK all yeah. the way. Go JK. No, it doesn't mean that. But it means. A nuanced take. Okay, after listening for a long time, I think she's more in the right than wrong. Yeah, just holding yourself. Right, like that's it. Like I, yeah. I, I think I'm more swaying to her side. Although I acknowledge the the criticisms, it's the same as what we talk about veganism or with you with antinatalism. So with me with veganism, I am 100% on the animal side, of course. But that doesn't mean I don't hear some of the valid critiques of people who are, yeah. you know, eating animals. Sometimes they come up with something that's like I hadn't considered, and then I think yeah. about it and nature, I work though. see how we feel. Yeah, nature though, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're very often, very often I don't agree with them, but sometimes I can acknowledge that. Okay, there is something to be discussed there um mm. maybe it's not completely black and white on that one thing they brought up but i but, I, but i'm still i you know i still end up with the conclusion of but I, okay that thing's worth thinking about but it doesn't mean we shouldn't be vegan right for example you with antinatalism lots of people mm. have bad arguments against you but a couple of people sometimes bring up some some philosophical stuff consideration and you're yeah. like hmm, i'm still an antinatalist but yeah i can i can see your point kind of thing yeah, so yeah. this is this is what this is nuanced position taking. So you're not polarized. You're not like mm. you're all wrong. Fuck you. It's more. It's that. That's what I mean when I'm when I'm saying take a side. That's what I mean. I just I just couldn't let you. I couldn't allow you to sit here after seven hours <laughs> of listening to that and go. No, I see both sides. Like, come on, bro. What the fuck is this? Come on, man. And I know why There's, you did it. I know why you did it. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, well, it, but, it is because there is valid things in in both sides. But yeah. I, I get what you mean. I le- I lean towards J.K. because mm. and and but also like um, I think one thing that really doesn't help people is um, when you demonize someone so much, you do make them the underdog. Mm. When she's like, she's probably the most successful author in the world. Like she's not an underdog. Right. But she she gets um she almost like accrues this like underdog label right. because she's just been hounded so much yeah. by people. I saw some people make the argument that you know she's an incredibly successful woman, um yet most feminists have turned on her because of the views on this, and they're kind mm. of pointing out that you know you're trying to take down um, somebody who's in their eyes broken through patriarchal systems to be extremely mm. successful. Um, and they're saying that, you know, before all of this, she was heralded as, as like a feminist icon, even, you know, she was, she was like, oh yeah, she's, she, she shows that we can succeed. And, and then she makes uh, in their eyes, a couple of mistakes. And all of a sudden she's the devil, like she is literally evil. Like people, they really, 
I don't, I've not listened to this podcast, so I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm only giving you my observations right now. And mm. um, I don't really know the ins and outs. I've, I've not seen every tweet she supposedly made that's been offensive. I've seen a couple and I didn't think they were particularly bad, but I can't speak for all of the others. This podcast, I guess, goes through them. But um, yeah, now she's, yeah, it's crazy that there she's Satan. She went from like the best, like she's incredible yeah. to just pure Satan. She's evil. She she never she was never good. She was always evil inside. Yeah, rotten to the I, core. You know? I like I missed it when I was growing up because I was just I was just a bit too late. I was born a bit too late um, to really be cut because there was a specific um, generation where if you were born in like a you know three four year window or whatever, right. you would be that age group where you'd be just at the right age group when the first book was published, uh-huh. and then she published. With each book, they got slightly more because the the characters got older, mm. and so basically, if your age tracked the characters' age as they grew up, mm. you would you would essentially grow up with the books, and they would mm. grow up with you. Right. And in in each book, she would deal with. So, for example, you know, in the very first book, they would probably slightly before puberty, and then in in as the books go on, they get interested in girls, they get interested in boys. You know, they mm-hmm. have all these awkward interactions and stuff, and yep. you know, they would reflect what's happening in your life as They're well. Magic so. wanks, exactly. Yeah, imagine every teenage boy he's just given this wand that can do magic, and it's like you know the first place he's gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we said we were going to avoid this topic from now on. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. impossible. Yeah. And um, yeah, I kind of missed that train. So I yeah. really didn't appreciate how much like fandom and how much people idolized her. Right. And they go over it in this podcast and it's insane. Like mm. she was seen as a feminist idol. Mm-hmm. She was just seen as a gen, like she was a mother figure for millions of kids, like all of this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was pretty mad, like by the sounds of it. Yeah, and then uh, and then she went straight from that to, like I said, evil Satan. Yeah, worse than one worse, tweet. Worse, yeah, worse than Hitler. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> one tweet and you're worse than Hitler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's mad it, how, how that can change so quickly on, on a dime. Just boom, just mm. done. It's all different now. Yeah. So we got from we've Anim- got that to look forward we, to. Yeah. So we got from Animal Rebellion to that. I don't even know what the the connection was, but yeah. Well, I I made a random shit joke about Salem. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't so, land so in conclusion <laughs> animal animal rising uh <laughs> just you know I, that was it it was because why not, we, why not close with that we went from, we went from animal rising yeah. it being i found it cringy yeah yeah oh yeah yeah, we there, yeah. well i think uh, overall anyway they have my full support animal rising i think they did a, a stellar yeah. job i think they smashed it i think uh, anyone who's got a problem with them and what they did needs to give their head a shake. This is the most expensive yeah. fucking event. Uh, like it's so expensive to get in on all these tickets and all these posh wankers. It, you know, if people, oh, but these people had a mess. They didn't have a good time. I, I really, why do you care? Why does ninety nine percent of the UK population can't afford a ticket to that bullshit? Why do you mm. give a shit that these people had a bad time? Why do you care about them? They don't care about you. They think you're scum. So, so stop, stop crying about these rich assholes. And think about why these activists actually went out there and did what they did. It's horse racing. Mm. It's brutal. It's violent. If you want to bet on something, bet on the football. Uh, it's it's mental. Bet on the football, rugby, American football, UFC, M- mm. any MMA, boxing, bloody yeah, world. Greyhound racing. <laughs> 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 bet, bet on the bullfighting in Spain. You know, there's, just, there's so many options. No, I mean, come on, man. Fuck. There's so many options yeah. that to bet on. There's so many things you can waste your money on. Go to the casino. I don't know. It's just, just Quidditch. Quidditch. There's so many better ways to waste your money and don't waste it on on betting on animal abuse, guys. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a shame because I feel like I feel like I'm gonna, I feel like I should clip that and put it at the start, but then you know, the integrity of the podcast is that we just we're just gonna let it flow, I suppose. So we'll just leave it mm. as is, and I think we'll wrap this one up there. Well, I thought it was sick. Yeah, yeah, me too. Cheers, guys. Catch you in the next one. <laughs>